0: I want to welcome you to the show Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. We have one of the nicest MCs in the game. He's definitely up and coming. He's going to be taking over very soon. Just signed a brand new deal with Rock Nation. He's got a lot on the way. He's a true MC, and he's a student and fan of real hip hop. That's the main thing. He understands the importance and essence of what hip hop is. Ruben Vincent is in the building. Ruben hey, Vincent, man, what's going on, man?
1: man? I appreciate that, man.
0: Of course. Congratulations, man. How does it feel to finally sign that deal with Rock Nation going into this year?
1: It's a blessing, man. It's like, I feel like, you know, just to be a part of that lineage is dope. And, you know, to carry the torch and be passed down. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing, man. And I'm just ready to go full-fledged with it. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I can say. It's a blessing for real.
0: Huge, huge, huge. What do you have planned next? Now that you're finally signed, what's planned next? The album? What do you have on the way?
1: Definitely more music. Just, you're going to see a lot more of me. You know what I'm saying? More visual content, more projects. You know what I'm saying? Definitely an album on the way. But I got, I got a couple more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just, just a lot, a lot more of me, man. Just giving y'all true, you know, true art. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, I get the big picture when have. I take the big L.
1: Hey, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh. Lifestyles
0: are poor and dangerous.
1: Close, close, bro. Big L is a legend. Big L is a huge legend. And just for him to like, the way his words was just like, the way he just came up with it, he just was so witty and just so slick with everything. I'm like, man. And that was just a perfect setup for what I was talking about in the song. So I was actually listening to that song today. I was going back because I don't really, I, yeah, I was. I don't really get to go back and like, you know, after I put a project out, I'm always, like, working on new stuff. So I never really sit and get to, like, digest. So I just was taking a road trip today, and I went and listened to Marge Park, Boy Me's World, like, just to go back and just see the progression.
0: And we see that. And you mentioned Big L being witty with his words. That's what you are. And that's what you did right there with that line.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. It's, that's, that's something in the art that I've always, you know, try to make sure I have in my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just... I grew up on the artists who, you know what I'm saying, know how to have punchlines, but also know how to tell a story, you know what I'm saying? And just able to be witty. That's what hip hop is really, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of who it is, you know what I'm saying? You're being clever with your with your words. So I try to make sure I always have that. But obviously Big L was one of them, Wayne, Jay, you know what I mean? Like Biggie, you know what I'm saying? The list goes on and on, you know, just different people that were so witty with the way they was going. So those are the people that I looked up to. For sure so
0: just the way you were able to put two classic big l albums in that one bar it was crazy <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks man facts. yeah i was just like yo i it, w- it was just a perfect setup yeah. like that's how i look at stuff i was looking at the words and i was like yo i can paint a picture out of this yeah and you did
0: I want to take it back to the beginning, because when I was in touch with your manager, I wanted to make this a documentary style interview, which is what I do for most of my interviews unless the press for time. So let's take it back. Let's take it back to the beginning and tell me what it was like for your experience of growing up in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Um, For me, growing up in Charlotte, North Carolina, it was like a mix, you know, of everything. Like I come from like a Liberian home, you know what I'm saying? And I, I grew up, I grew up on the east side of Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? On like, you know, Alvin Road, all down that strip. Like, no cap, I've lived all down that strip. Like, I went from like a little kid, like n- people in, in Charlotte know when I say this, like Kilbourne Road, like I lived over there. And then I moved to like Alvin the strip. I was like in one apartment, which was, uh, I think it was like Lake Point. And then they just like, I m- moved up and then I got a crib. But I was living on the east side for most of my life. And, you know, it was a lot of, you know, people that look like me. You know, what I'm saying a lot of Hispanics, you know, what I'm saying obviously it was just a mixed crowd, but obviously a lot more people that look like me. And then when I was 16, you know, what I'm saying due to like, you know, some of the stru- stuff my family was going through. My mom was like, nah, she want to move us to the south. You know, what I'm saying just to get us away from, you know, all the chaos and stuff like that. And just, you know, relocate, you know, what I'm saying refigure stuff out. And so over there was a little bit more quiet you know what I'm saying? It was a little bit more like, there was not a lot of people that looked like me on that side. So like I kind of was like drawn back. I kind of closed myself up, but it gave me the more chance to work on my music. You know what I'm saying? And around the same time I'm at ninth and stuff like that. So just seeing both of those sides, you know what I'm saying? I get a lot. And then also for our like black culture, I can say it's like, It's a melting pot of different, you know, cultures. There's people that's coming in from New York. There's people that's from Charlotte, from the South. There's people that's coming from Atlanta, just a whole bunch of different cultures. So it's all that melting pot, melting pot, excuse me, but we Southern, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of that. It's that soul in there. It's a lot of soul in North Carolina. So
0: you could tell that, especially with your music, that you are a learner and a fan of hip hop and your father was really the one that kind of put you on because he used to drive around with you in the car and he'd play Nas, Big EJ, 50 Cent. So you would learn from him and what he was playing to you.
1: Yeah, literally, like I didn't grow up with my like I didn't live with my pops ever, like growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like I, it was me and my moms. It was her and her husband at one point. Then it was me and my moms and my siblings. So but when he would pick me up, the way we would bond was music you know what I'm saying? And just being able to have that experience like of us just riding around, like obviously when I got a little bit older, things changed, but when I was younger, the first memories I do have was him picking me up, you know what I'm saying? In the little, the baby boo Cadillac that he had and just riding around listening to all the classics. So, you know, I feel like that stemmed, you know, the hunger, you know what I'm saying? And it, it just more installed, what what I was like turning into, so that was like the way that me and my pops had bonded when I was a little kid. Like I remember like being three years old, you know what I'm saying four years old, five years old, hearing this stuff, you know what I'm saying so hearing that early on, and then getting going back to my mom's house, getting in trouble because I'm sneaking watching freaking BET at twelve o'clock at night, BET uncut, and all this other stuff like just doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing, but you know, getting in trouble and then going to my dad's house for the weekend, thinking I'm gonna get away from it. My mom comes, picks me up. She see me in the living room watching BET. Like you just couldn't take me away from it. So that just grew to more love. And then as I got older and older and had more time to myself and like, you know, becoming a man, rap was a thing that kind of just helped me really. You know what I'm saying? All the guys I looked up to was like, you know, heroes to me. And I think for me, that kind of just helped me like, you know, push through, you know what I'm saying? As a boy, you know what I'm saying? Growing into the the man I'm trying to become. So I think all of that just molded me and I just got into Kanye, I got into Wayne, I got into Jay, then I got into Nas, I got into Big, MF Doom, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, all the other, Andre Th- outcast, you know, Andre Thousand. you know, just different, just hip hop general, Eminem's, everybody, you know what I'm saying? I study everybody and I'm just a student of the game, so. Definitely stems from there, though.
0: student in the game, you can definitely tell, especially with your rhymes and who you reference on your albums, it's important in what you're doing for hip-hop because the youth, I don't know what's going on out here. There's a lot. I feel as though that 2022 and 2021 was the turning point year where the bars are in demand finally, where most of the hip-hop fans, they want to hear the bars again. And we haven't been in that point in years.
1: Absolutely. I, I feel like, you know, one thing I try to do, man, is try to, like make sure, I I try. I hope it's a balance. You know what I'm saying? I always want a balance when it comes to this. Like, you know, sometimes I do like to have fun. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't want to hear the most prolific, you know, stuff, but it's a balance. We need a balance of both. And I feel like there was at a time where it wasn't a balance. And you know what I'm saying? It's now getting to a time where, you know what I'm saying? You can listen to two different things. You know what I'm saying? Like I listen to Babyface Ray. You know what I'm saying? Some days, you know, some days that's just how I feel. You feel me? So or ESTG, you know what I'm saying? I listen to those type of stuff, but also do not turn around and like I said, I will turn on Doom and I will turn on, you know, Nas or will turn on Outkast or turn on Kendrick or then turn on Stevie Wonder, Sade, you know what I'm saying? Steely Dan, you know what I'm saying? I'm just a music connoisseur. So I feel like it's room for everything, but I definitely understand where you're coming from. And I understand that at a time it wasn't as balanced as it is now. And I just hope that I can be one somebody that can, you know, put that stamp in and, you know, have that change into like just everywhere on a bigger platform. So
0: I think you're doing it already. And that's why you're here, why you signed your deal. Another bonding factor between you and your father was video games. You used to play Madden and 2K. You got your placement in Madden. No problems. Yeah. That was huge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a fact. That's, that's another, definitely another bonding thing. Like when I go to his house, you know what I'm saying? My pops, he worked, but when he had free time, it was either we was listening to music or we was playing the game. You know what I'm saying? So it was like just hearing that and, you know, being around and getting to play the game out. It just was something we used to do. Like you said, just a bond. So for it to come back full circle and it's like, look, you know what I'm saying? I'm, on the Madden soundtrack. It was just crazy to me, you know, and it just felt, it felt like a blessing out of the sky for real. So I was in LA, me and Ninth, we had went to the uh, ESPN office, I think, or the Madden office, you know what I'm saying? Not ESPN Madden, excuse me, but it was the Madden office. And then we was like, up there, it was like, yeah, we need some new songs. And Crisis had posted a beat that day on Instagram. And it sounded like Madden to me. Like it sounded like what I used to play, you know what I'm saying? Playing football and stuff. So I just remember that chant too from like when we was youngest playing football, like in the feel like ooh, you know what I'm saying? So I was I had to put that in there and just it came out dope, man. A lot of people love that record.
0: You're a Panthers fan by default because your father is a Panthers fan.
1: Facts, facts. You did your research, man. Thanks. That's man. dope. You did your research, <laughs> man. That's dope. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a. And it's I'm from Carolina too, so it's like it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It it was inevitable. You know what I'm saying? It was not just him, but it was also like my friends. You know my people around me. So it's just like, and it's where I'm from. Like I'm a Hornets fan by default too. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I love Kobe. You know what I'm saying? I you know what I'm saying? I love Brown, but I'm a Hornets fan by default, and I'm glad that we got Melo over here. You know what I'm saying? And Miles Bridges is going crazy. You know we got Scary Terry. You know, we got we got a few people. So I'm just seeing I like seeing the progression of the squad.
0: Yeah. You took Sam Darnold off my Jets hands. Thank God we're dodging a bullet with that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact, though. That's a big fact. That would have been.
0: I feel bad for the Panthers that they have that guy. Darnold. I just they got to put Newton back in.
1: Hey, man, I'm trying to tell I've been we've been having this conversation. Me and my boys, bro. It's like, what is he doing? I don't you know what I'm saying <laughs> much love to the man, but what are you doing right now? You, you're making us look bad right now, so you know it's going come it's going to come for a change, though. I got hope in us, so yeah yeah,
0: I do too. And, and you were close that year against the Broncos. you were close, yeah yeah, in the Super Bowl, well, you could have beat them.
1: hey, we was going that city was going to turn up too. The city was going to turn up if that happened. I remember that night like it was yesterday. It was so sad driving home after the game mm-hmm. lost. Like, after they lost the game, I was like, yo, like, the streets was empty. It was so depressing going to school the next day, like, because the city was going to turn up. And I really felt like that was going to be a breakage for our city, you know, back then. So, but I think it was dope that, you know, our city started to get the spotlight on us, obviously, when, you know, the baby, you know what I'm saying, with him. And then also the All-Star game and Cole, you know what I'm saying, just, he's North Carolina, he's from Fayetteville, but, you know, him coming and doing that in Charlotte and just, Everything that's been happening in Charlotte, the growth that we've been having in Charlotte is crazy. So just for the Carolinas in whole, so
0: Carolina is very underrated as far as their hip hop scene goes. They don't get the credit that they deserve, but I think that's gonna come soon, especially with you being a new signee to rock Nation
1: too. Absolutely, man. We got a lot of people in here. We got a lot of legends. We got Knife, we got Rhapsody, we got Cole, we got the baby who is, uh, people can say whatever they wanna say, but he's a new legend. You know, and like you said, we have me coming up next and I, I'm definitely trying to be a part of that. We got a little brother, you know what I'm saying? I can't forget them. P.D. Pablo, you know, so it's like, <laughs> but <laughs> nah, like uh, it's going to be time, man. It's just give us a couple years and, and just watch. Like the same way uh, Dre was like, the South got something to say. Like the Carolinas is about to, you know, play a big part in this music thing. Like. The way people look at New York, the way people look at California, the way people look at Atlanta, like just for, you know, our like music as a whole in our culture, they about to start coming to North Carolina. I agree.
0: And the thing about North Carolina is that they they keep it real with the bars. Mm-hmm. That's what you guys do out there.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the soul, man. It's the soul. It's it's a part of us, man. It's a part of us. It's in our roots. Yeah. yeah so- I want to get
0: into an influence of yours, which is Bow Wow, because your two older girl cousins (laughs) that you were in the house with used to play Bow Wow.
1: Yo, you did your research, man, that's crazy. Yeah, like my first remembrance of like rap music was Bow Wow, like truthfully, like obviously I was born in 2000. So think about it, like I had, my. it was me, my mom and my mom had two cousins that she brought back home from Africa. And they were like 16, 15. Like then they were growing up in my in my mom's crib. And like me being like a toddler, me being three, four, they love Bow Wow. So back then I was looking at it like, all right, if he can do that, imagine what I can do. You know what I'm saying? And he was like 13, he was the closest thing I seen to granted. I was a kid, but he was like the closest thing to something to me. You feel me? So it was like just seeing it, I was like, whoa, this dude, this kid is a superstar. He ain't even. An adult yet, you know what I'm saying? So it just was like, whoa! If he can do that, just imagine what I can do. And obviously, I'm kind of glad that even though I started a little bit early, I'm kind of glad mine went the way it did because I don't think I would have been ready to handle anything at 13. You know what I'm saying? I had to go through a little bit of life, a little bit of you know struggle, triumph, all of that. You know, so and I still haven't even went through a whole bunch. You know, I'm only 21, but from 13 to now, I've definitely seen a lot. So, yeah, I'm just glad I took this path instead of because I was like, yo, bow wow. Like, I'm trying to be 13 and that dude, you feel me? So,
0: but it was for the best. Better things come to those who wait.
1: Yep. It better comes to those that wait, man. You know what I'm saying? Would you rather be a trend or Ralph Lauren? Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's how I look at it, man. You, you go up quick, you know what I'm saying? It's going to yeah. fall as fast as you got it. But if you if you would you rather do take the elevator or the stairs, you're going to appreciate it a little bit more when you take them stairs. And then you, might you worked it for to it, too. It. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to put in the work. It's about consistency. It's just about putting in the effort, man. You know, energy begets energy. You're Right. So that's how I look at it. That's how I've always treated things. And, you know, I, that that's something that I always just try to show with everything I do It's just, you know, hard work. You know, you know, leadership, you know, just being somebody that's, you know, focused in trying to, you know, accomplish something. So.
0: At the age of 13, you go into your closet, you start recording a project, you name it your middle name, you release it. All of a sudden, the traction starts going on on Twitter and it gets to Knife Wonder. And you actually sent him an email the week before that you released it.
1: Uh, no, nah, actually, what happened was. I was almost gonna email him, but I ended up not emailing him. So what okay. happened was, I was going by my middle name, which was Esau with a dollar sign. And you know, I, the project was called Adolescent, And it was like, I've always done rapping stuff, but it was my first time like trying it. I didn't have nothing else to do. You know what I'm saying? I was being in the house a lot. I had to kind of like stay home and like, it was just my mom at the crib. So it was just, I had to kind of be big brother. You know what I'm saying? All my friends is going outside and kind of like, you know, just being, you know, boys, you know what I'm saying? We was, obviously I would go out there too, but I I had to stay in the house a little bit more because I had a brother and sister to watch over. You know what I'm saying? So while I was in the house, I just had the headphones in and it was Apple headphones and I put them in my laptop and I'll just be recording, you know, and I was like, I'm gonna just put a mixtape out, why not? Just so I can go show my friends at school and you know, obviously I wanted, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't think it was going to get that far so soon. And I remember I was trying to email to all my favorite producers. Like I was looking up emails, but I, looking back, they probably was fake ones. You know what I'm saying? It was like DJ Premier, uh, freaking Swizz Beats, like all these people, like just all the legends, like Timbaland, I was looking up how to find Timberland's email, like all the legends, you know? And Knife was the last person I was going to email. But I just was like, yo, I'll try to email all these other dudes. They didn't see it. He's probably never going to see it. You know, so I just went to school that week. And I didn't have a phone at the time. And um, so I go home and go on my laptop. And I check my notifications. And it was like 21 notifications. I was like, what? And I, because I had just made a Twitter. Like, because it was like, oh, if you want to rap, you got to have a Twitter and stuff. So I was like, all right, I made a Twitter. And I do, one of the notifications was the dude was like, yo, I don't know this kid. I don't have a dog in this fight, but he's 13. You definitely should check him out. He will definitely be a good part of Jambler or something like that. And Knife was just, you know, on tour in, I think, London or France, somewhere, you know what I'm saying, out of state. And I remember him just saying, like, he was just checking Twitter. And he saw that. He said that, like, yo, you don't know this kid. So he checked it out. And he, he followed me, rap, followed me. And ever since then they kept in touch, but you know, I had to I would go up like once or twice every two years, like not every two years, but every, uh once or twice a year. And it was like that until like I turned 16 and then I was started coming up, like spending my spring breaks up here, you know what I'm saying, like sacrificing my summers up here because like it was I was seeing a like a shift in my friends. It was either like, all right, you was in school, you was on your path. He was either in sports, someone was getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? it's uh, There was a few of my friends getting in trouble. So it was like, either sports, you getting in trouble, or, you know, you just, you in school. And for me, I was like, nah, like, I see this is something that can get me a way out of anything that my family is going through back home. Like getting into trouble, this is a way out. So I was just sacrificing my time to be up here. And when I turned 16, he was like, yo, you sound ready. Because, you know, they was telling me, like, yo, you need to work on your breathing. You're rapping too fast. You know, it was kind of like they was kind of preparing me, you know, for everything. So letting me, you know, mess up, make mistakes. And then when I turned 16, he was like, yo, you sound like you're ready. And ever since then, I just hit the ground running. I took full fledge. Mm-hmm.
0: When they followed you on Twitter, that you thought they were fake accounts. You told your mother about it. And your mother was like, Who, who's Knife and Wonder? And you said, look it hey, up on yeah. Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> yeah, my mom, my mom is... uh is a Liberian man, you know what I'm saying? She she be in her own world, you know what I'm saying? She go to church and you know she works, works super hard. Like there was my mom is is a soldier for real. She used like, I'll be tough. Like in my head I'll be like, oh, she's so gangster, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she just she's like the illest. So you know she really be and especially at that time like it like I said she was a single mom. So she was like working like three jobs. You know what i'm saying so it was like just for so she's just like who is it she's not in tune you know what i'm saying so she was just like who's next wonder like and when she saw it she was like oh wow like because she never like people used to tell her like yo your kid like he got talent but and she knew but she was like okay like you know what i'm saying he's a kid like you feel me she was always supportive but you she knew i was a kid i still had life to go through so when she seen that it was just like oh wow like so Ever since then, she's been super supportive, man. She's been, she held me down for sure.
0: How did she feel when you signed the new deal at Rock Nation?
1: Man, she was happy, man. She was just, she she prayed. She was just like, you know, it's, 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 it's bittersweet for us. You know what I'm saying? In a good way, you know, um, for just the, just the stuff that, you know, we've, things that happened for us to get here. And you know what I'm saying—the the struggles and then the resilience and then the hard work—it just she you know what I'm saying she knows the story better than anybody. So, and it was I know it was very it, it 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 hit her you know a little bit more even as much as it did me or even more so. She was she was lit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what you mean, a hundred percent. And the journey's going along right around here. You're releasing new material. You got the new deal. But you had the opportunity to freestyle for DJ Premier in front of him.
1: Mm-hmm. Another milestone, another milestone. Shout out to DJ Premier, one of the legends, man. One of the legends, man. I used to, you know, ride around playing, kicking the door at ignorant levels. You know what I'm saying? Friend or foe, like, you know, it's just so for him to just, you know, tell me that I got it and put me on his show. Because I was, It's funny because I wasn't even supposed to rap that day. Well, I didn't know I was going to rap that day. I actually went up there with two of my label mates, Swank and drag, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, Who's on Jamla. And they were going up there to freestyle for him. And I was just sitting back, like, in the back watching him. And he was like, yo, you're not gonna come up and rap? And I was like, oh, like, all right. You know what I'm saying? So I just was like, all right, this is my opportunity right now. So I was like, let me kick it off real quick. So yeah, that was a blessing though. That's a blessing. Shout out to DJ Premier. that's the OG.
0: That's a milestone for sure, Gangstar, Gangstar legend, all the Gangstar
1: music that he produced too. Yep. rest in peace, Guru.
0: Unbelievable, and that's a milestone right there. You're always gonna look back on there, you have the approval of one of the greatest producers of all time, and what matters in the end is that all these real hip-hop heads respect and have put the stamp on you, because if you're doing what's right in their eyes, that's all it takes and that's all that matters. Cool, Swiss man. Beat saying that's your next up.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. The, that's, that's the OG too. Shout out to yeah. Swizz, and he's been rocking with me early. Like he was rocking with me. Like he was one of the other than obviously ninth and rap and being a part of JML. He was like my first co-sign. So you know he's just been rocking with me ever since. He always showed me love. You know, and that that that's one dude, man. Like that's that's my god forever, just because of that. You know. So shout out to Swizz, man. He's a legend. Like who wouldn't want Swizz to be telling them like, yo, you got it. So.
0: I want to talk about how you kept your composure by being in the same room as Kendrick Lamar.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. I remember that's crazy. Um, I was 16 or 17. That was one of the first actually dudes I've like met like in like other, like I said, other than knife and them, like, you know, he had came down to Raleigh for, um, a show. It was a TDE show. So that whole night I got to meet the whole like TDE schoolboy, all of them. Um, Isaiah Rashad. I got to meet Cole that night. And then last but not least, I got to meet Kendrick. And you know, Knife had already been talking to him about me, so he knew who I was. And I look up to Kendrick, you know, like he definitely set, he paved the way for, you know, where I want to take it. And you know, obviously elevate it, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yo, like it, it was just crazy that night. And you know, it was obviously like he he had just got out of the show and he was just like like he knew who I was. And for him to even just acknowledge me in that way, it was like, all right, I'm like stepping in the right path. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely had to keep my composure, but in my head, like I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a kid, man. I'm 16, 17 meeting this dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I was just like, whoa, like I ain't know how to feel. And it was just it that night I went to the studio. I ain't go to sleep. I went to the studio and was like, all right, bet, I gotta keep working.
0: What were the words that he told you exactly?
1: It, it was like, so Knife walked in, Knife dapped him up, and then Knife was like, yeah, this is the kid I've been telling you about. And he was like, what's up, man? He dapped me up and he was like, how you, like, he was, you know, conversating, and I was just telling him how much he was a big inspiration to me. And I was just like, yo, like, you took it, you took it to another level. I was just, you know, giving him his respect that you know what I'm saying he earned and he deserves obviously so then he was we were just sitting there having a conversation with him and he was like you from charlotte right you know what I'm saying just I, I guess night for him I had this conversation so for him to even just remember that you know what I'm saying it just was like yo to me you dig what I'm saying and I I'll never forget that moment I'll never forget that moment that was a definitely one of the moments in the beginning I was like whoa like okay I can be I can go somewhere with this you know
0: the producers talk when they take in an artist. I've noticed that they they talk about their artists that they take in and see potential into other people. A hundred percent.
1: Man, knife is, is the he's he's the Yoda. He's the maestro, man. He knows what he's doing, man. He he just the way he just thinks, man. He's a he's ahead for sure. He's a, he's been he's been like that, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's just an honor that he took me in. You know what I'm saying? As somebody that he sees that that has potential to be one of the next ones and, you know, to be able to, you know, invest the time in me and invest, you know, things in me where, like, I've never had nothing before. So, you know, just to be able to have somebody like him in my corner is a blessing.
0: Rhapsody as well. She's the battery in your back that you referenced before because you would send her her rhymes to ask her, is this good? Should I change this? And she told you never to do that and do what you feel is right. And what yep. you feel those sounds right?
1: Yep. When I was fourteen, like I used to text her, be like, "Yo, what you think of this bar?" Like, you know, I was trying to impress her. She's one. She's one of the illest lyricists, like, and she just one of the illest. Period. So, I just was like, "Yo, what you think of this line? What you think of this line?" And she was like, "Yo, never second guess yourself." And that just put the confidence in me to like, all right, I need to be firm and confident no matter who's in the room with what I'm talking about. And she instilled that in me young. You know what I'm saying? So. Like I said, another person in my corner that I'm just grateful to have that, like you said, has built me to get to the point where I'm at now and, you know, just help me, you know what I'm saying, willingly, you know what I'm saying? She didn't have to, Knight didn't have to, so, you know, I'm just grateful for these opportunities, man, like, anytime I got to be in the studio, anytime I got to do something, I'm there, because, like, these people granted these blessings with me, and I want to be able to, you know, share the blessings with somebody else someday, so that that's she's like she's like the big sis man that's the that's that's the homie like regardless of just rap she's just a, a homie no pun intended you feel me so that shout out to rap for sure
0: I remember hearing the story about you meeting Jay-Z for the first time you just couldn't believe it and you kept your composure in that moment too because you said oh wow that's Hov in the room and we'll, we'll talk about the studio session with Busta Rhymes after but when was this that you first met Jay-Z and you were in the room with him
1: Ironically, it was the Rock office. Two years ago, um, I was up there with Rap. She was working on Eve, and I was just, you know, sh- walk shadowing behind her, like you know, just, just p- seeing stuff. Like I was, I was a kid fresh out of high school, and she was. So she was in the building, and I hope just did B sides the night before. So he had came to the Rock office the next day. And he was, you know, making his rounds around the building. And he came into the room where we was in. It was me, Rap, my boy Swank and Law. And he just walked in, just had a regular conversation with us and ripped out, we walked into the elevator. He hit one floor, we hit the other floor, and that was it. But it was just dope to see, like, one thing I'm, I, I try to just observe everything and take everything in, regardless of who he was, you know what I'm saying? He just was just being him. And, you know what I'm saying? I respected that, you know what I'm saying? It just, the demeanor, you just understood you you saw why he was where he was you know what i'm saying and it just was something that i took in like okay like you know like it was just dope to see that because like you know people see people think a different thing about you when you have a certain status in front of your name and he's just a he's a human just like us and i have you know i've always viewed that with everybody but it's also dope to see how far you can take it as a person you know what i'm saying And he's He's a legend, so I looked up to Jay, like my whole life, Jay, Kanye, like just being real. So it's like seeing him in the flesh, I was like, okay, I'm in the right room somehow. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know where it was going at the time. It wasn't like, I wasn't, like I said, I was just rolling with rap. It wasn't like I was over there to get signed. Like I was just, you know, in the building. And for me to just see him, it's just like, oh, that's whole, like, you know, that's the greatest. You feel me? So. It just made me, it just showed me that I was in the right room, you know.
0: And here you are, you got the deal signed. We'll get into that whole deal, but that night, because I want to bridge this all together, that night you went to the studio with Busta Rhymes. Now, was
1: it Rhapsody that took you to the studio with Busta Rhymes? Yeah, so it was, it was me, Knife, Rhapsody, and Busta Rhymes, and Swank as well. But I had texted Knife, because Knife was on the plane in New York. It was just a whole, like, New like, we was all out there. And I was like, yo, like, I just met Hov in the rock building. And he was like, well, he was like, buckle up. You about to be in the studio with Buster tonight. And I was like, whoa, like I'm in the hotel after the, the whole situation. I'm sitting in the hotel trying to, you know, figure out what just happened. And I'm like, whoa, like, so we, you know, I walked up the bus, I'm like, yo, my name is Ruben. He's like, I know who you are with your rapping ass. That's the first thing he said to me. He was like, I know who you are with your, with your rapping ass. He was like, no, you be going like, I, I'll be peeping, you be rapping bro, like you be spitting. And I was like, "Buster is saying this? Like Buster's another person that, you know, watching his videos growing up, you know what I'm saying? I'm into music videos and just listening to his albums and the, you know, the potency and, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the illest rappers to ever do it as well. So just for him to acknowledge me in that way, like I said, it was just another confirmation that I was walking in the right, you know, path. And it was like, all right, like I'm supposed to be here. It just, it shook me up. And that was ironically the same, that same day I had got the beat for State of Mind, which was the pro- the record I had put out last year, which ultimately got me signed to the rock.
0: And that's the one I used to promote for the show here tonight as the first slide. I used that song because just the way that you flipped your words on that and just the New York State of Mind beat and the way that that was flipped. And it's just hip hop right there in a the shell, as you can see right there. But in your freestyle for Revolt, when you freestyled, you mentioned that you wanted to win the Oscars in 10 years. Buster ryan have been in some movies, Halloween, Resurrection. What is it that you want to accomplish in the field of film? Is it that you want to be a writer? Is it an actor? What is it that you want to accomplish in the field of film?
1: Honestly, you know, both. You know what I'm saying? I have uh, ideas, you know, of scripts and just, you know, concepts like I'm involved with all my music videos, so I'm big on you know visuals and stuff. So I would love to write, I would love to direct, but I definitely want to get in the acting bag, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And be in a couple movies and play different characters that people wouldn't expect. You know what I'm saying? And just be uh be as a as much as a potent rapper, I am, also be a potent actor. You know, so when I said 10 years from now, y'all gonna see me at the Oscars. Is because I want to see myself. I see myself winning an Oscar in 10 years for being in a movie. You know what I'm saying? Or You know, doing something. But definitely acting is what I was going to when I wrote that line.
0: Like Davey said, rapping and acting just want to keep up with Pac.
1: Hmm, facts. Pac is a goat when it comes. He's the best rapper, actor to me. Him and Ice Cube.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's it's always a conversation when they say Will Smith, but.
1: I love Will. I love I love, here's the
0: thing. Will Smith is is, is always just going to be an actor to me. Will Smith was was a rapper. He was. i got to give him his credit on that. But to me, Will Smith's more of an actor. When we think of Will Smith, he's more of an actor.
1: That's true. That's true. That's true. And it's crazy you say that because me and my homeboys having that conversation the other day and he was like, who's the best one? And I was like, when you say best rapper actor, they have to be best at rapping and acting. That's how right. I looked at it. So. You know, for me personally, you know, Will Smith is great at everything he's done. You know, he's been a uh, pioneer his culture. But for me, Pac and Ice Cube hold that crown. And Snoop. I agree. Both of the, both of the names I would, I would name when it comes to actor-rappers, that's like the best. And there's more names, honorable mentions and stuff like that too. But those are my top three.
0: What role is it that you want to play that people wouldn't even think of? Because you mentioned it before. What would be the type of character that you would play?
1: There's a few. I definitely want to play like a bad guy, like a bad guy or something. Um, not even it don't even have to be like a super bad guy, but a, a a character that just that's the total opposite of me. You know what I'm saying? Like just the total opposite of my whole character and my being and my you know embodiment. But also like I would love to play somebody who's done something in, you know, in our history, you know, in our black history, you know, um, just other different ones, like just stuff you wouldn't see me in, you know what I'm saying, but also doing it at a very high rate, you know what I'm saying, and just tapping into that bag, and obviously, if I would again act and I'll be very strategic with the roles I pick, but it got to be right as long as it's right, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a fan of movies. Like, you know, some of my favorite movies are City of God, Pulp Fiction, Scarface. You know, obviously the class is like Paid in Full, Belly. But then I also like stuff like, uh, uh, dang, this is one joint. I can't think of the name right now, but um, it's the joint where the dude, he meets the girl and he's like, um but like they separate from somewhere it came out in 2004 J Electronica actually named one of his joints after this. I forgot the name. It will come to me but that's one of my favorites but um is
0: it Waist Deep with Tyrese?
1: No, 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 no. It's not that one. Yeah, it's a it's two uh white. It's a white dude and a white girl, but I I forgot their name. It's just it's running blank to me right now, but I got to I love movies, man. I watch movies all the time, so that's what I was trying to get at.
0: If you could take a political figure in Black history, who would you want to play if you had the opportunity to have any choice of your own? Mm. That's important.
1: Mm. Man. <sighs> have they done a movie on Soul on Ice? I don't think so. Elridge Cleaver?
0: I'm not 100% sure.
1: That would be a dope one. Oh. Just because somebody tried to fry me with that one time I was like, yo, you kind of look like me. I had my hair out, <laughs> like rude. So I, I would do that just cause of that. Um, that dude was ham though. Like just reading the, that book, like that was crazy. But I got to think on that, you know what I'm saying? But definitely like, I would love to play that role or play somebody from the seventies or the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Through the whole drug epidemic. You know what I'm saying? One of the kingpins that, you know, lived a, like a high life, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, I would love to play one of those roles as well, just to go back on that history. Cause I think, you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a bravery in that, you know? So yeah.
0: A lot on the way here, a lot in store, the casting directors got to hear this pitch that you have and uh, they, you, they don't even have to write it. You could, nowadays with how creative artists are you could just approach a director with an idea that you have.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's very true. And it it can go from there. So if anybody's hearing this, holla at your boy, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? It's, y'all going to see me in a couple of films, though. You know, that's definitely the goal.
0: Myers Park, the cover of this album, or it's more of a, a project, it's not an album. It's inspired by the Stranger Things, it looks like the cover.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was big on Stranger Things at that time, but to dig deeper in my whole concept of that was, you see how on the cover is me and my friends on the bikes. Mm-hmm. We are the um, the kids in Stranger Things, but the cops are the the monsters, you know what I'm saying, that we we are, you know, running from. And that was, uh, at the time, you know, a lot of things was going on with like police brutality and, you know, just a lot of racism in, you know, the United States and just a lot of things that could put out absolute fear on a person like me, you know what I'm saying? So this project was me addressing those fears, you know what I'm saying, as a young black man, but also trying to put confidence in that. And then it also tied in with the school I was going to at the time and said, like I said, I moved to the South. I started going to Myers Park, which was at the time like, and still now is a predominantly white school. You know what I'm saying? So for me to put that twist on there was just my whole interpretation of everything that was going on around me
0: that's right it's insane the inspiration comes about just from what you go through in life experiences and what happens in everyone's lives and what you hear in the news Rap City took you to a rally actually during the whole Breonna Taylor incident that happened
1: yeah yeah, definitely did man and that just to touch base with Kentucky and just see the people out there you know hurt you know what I'm saying angry you know frustrated you know wanting justice you know what I'm saying it really hit home for me you know and Especially for my people, it was like, you know, to see that and just see everything that's going on in the news, like, you know, people was in distraught at the time. So to go out and, you know, rally with the people and, you know what I'm saying, hear their voices and hear their frustration and hear their anger. And we was, I remember we was going to the hotel and people was walking in the street before the rally, like, you know, protesting, like just angry, frustrated with, you know, the whole system. So just to go out there and be a part of that was, you know, super dope. Shout out to uh, Tamika Mallory and everybody a part of that uh, organization.
0: Do you feel as though that there's finally some sort of change happening in this country? Because when we watched the the officers recently that were that killed the two innocent black people, that they were found guilty. And usually when we watch the news, we think they're not going to get anything. They're going to get off. Mm-hmm. So they were finally actually held responsible for their actions. Do you think that there's finally a change going on now?
1: Um, I, I like that that was, you know, that happened, but that's not enough. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? That's not enough of all the things that we went through. You know what I'm saying? Justice still needs to be served. You know what I'm saying? Stuff is still happening here and there in these days. And I just want you know, it, it needs to get to a point where it needs to stop, but one one thing ain't going you know, erase everything that's happened. And that's one, but I, I do like where it's going, you know what I'm saying? I do like the, you know, obviously that's one thing I try to do too, is not, you know, stay stagnant in a situation, but I can't sit here and act like old one to that, and it's like, all right, you know, we cool, but at the same time, I do like where it's going, and we need to see more of that. We need more justice, you know what I'm saying? We need they need to be more charges being guilty. You know what I'm saying? More cases where folks are being guilty for this stuff. So as long as we keep moving in that direction, I'm cool. But like I said, the job ain't done at all.
0: No, especially when you look at it and you, the, the George Floyd officer, he was sent to jail. I hope he gets, that's, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> I wish he was given the death penalty, but
1: that, it, that, it hurts, that would never man. happen. It hurts. it hurts, man. It It hurts how... You know the situation goes, and you know all we can do is you know continue to fight the good fight. That's what I'm about. So,
0: and it's just shocking to me because you'll see the the other officer recently that was found guilty who confused the gun from the taser. She was found guilty, but then Rittenhouse, who kills innocent people, he's
1: found not guilty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that and that's the thing. It's like that goes back to the job is not done. You know what I'm saying? It's still situations where it's looking like this and it doesn't need to be like that. And I'm at a point now, man, it's it's, it's frustrating. And it's been ways we tried, we protest, you know what I'm saying? It still happens, but one thing I can say about this day and age is the awareness. You know what I'm saying? The awareness in the generation, the, the awareness in our youth of seeing this stuff and speaking out about it. And that's, that's one good thing I can say about, you know, social media is people being able to speak up about these yeah. things, and you know, to be out, you know, that it's more awareness. People are now seeing it, and you know, you can't hide from the truth so long. So,
0: oh, trust me, man, I, I understand what what you're saying, and just the whole George Floyd incident that went on. It, when I think it's because everyone was all trapped in the house with COVID, they see it on the the phones. So now everyone's forced to see what's going on because I've been recognizing it for years. When we go back to the other cases that were happening, that, that wasn't the first incident. This has been going on ah. since the beginning of time. And it's all of a sudden that George Floyd, everyone just finally gets on board and starts protesting together. But this
1: has been going on for years. It's been going on, man. It's like, not, like I said, now is that awareness. But this has been happening. There's, You know how many lives in the 80s and the 90s were taken away? How many lives was play when I wasn't even born, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know none of the history from there, but I know what's still going on. Let's talk about years back before that, you know what I'm saying? We can go down the line, like you said, it's been happening since the beginning of the time. So that is still, I'm I'm happy for the awareness, but we cannot act like this is something new. You know what I'm something, And that, that's why we need that change. Cause it's like, this has been happening. And you know, let's, I'm, I'm just praying for the better. I'm just praying that people get to progress people get to see a new way, you know what I'm saying? And there's some people that going not to be stuck in their old ways, that's just how it goes. But you know what I'm saying? As, as long as we have this awareness, I feel like there can be a change for sure.
0: Boy Meets World, this was you going on tour, you actually going on a plane and just seeing the world being with Rhapsody and Knife Wonder. That's what Boy Meets World is. This is what the whole concept is of your EP in 2020. And you, have a, you had a lot planned. With, with some performances and much more with covid and when that was at a high point, it's actually getting to a high point now with omicron out here. It's unbelievable, but you had so much planned that that right when that e p dropped
1: absolutely man and I, it, it was it was bittersweet, but it was also it kind of gave me time to sit down and you know like a lot of us deal with self reflect and work on music like i i just i got a mic in the crib I learned how to record myself. You know what I'm saying? And I was just knocking tunes out and you know, just digging deep in myself, reading and just tapping in with who I am. And you know, that that's one of the blessings, even though you know it kept us in the house. And like you said, boy meets world was really like, yay, I was meeting the world, and then the world got taken away right after that, which is crazy. But it like college, like it was me going on tour, me traveling with rap, but then also going to college. You know, if you if you look at, if you look and listen back. Two Boy Meets World, it's a mix of there's hard hitting records on there, you know, with Expedition and God Damn, it was because I was going to parties all the time. I was in college. I was, you know, going to the parties, you know, we was lit on the weekends. So it was like having that, but then also being aware of everything going on around me. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, different relationships with different girls and stuff like that. And just like a lot of things I touched on. But like you said, it was me literally seeing the world. And taking and observing, absorbing that in, excuse me. So that's how that's how I looked at Boy Meets World. And like you said, man, I had so much planned. But, you know, everything happens in the right time. And I feel like now it's the perfect time for me to go out back into the world, obviously, when this all clears up. So I'm just praying, man, we get rid of that Omarion, bro. Like, I'm, I'm over that. I'm over the Omarion. I'm over the freaking whole Pentagon, the pandemic. <laughs> All that panor- panoramic, whatever you want to call it, but I'm just over the whole situation. I'm just ready to go out and, you know, tour the world, see the world and just experience more, you know, get to see these people in, you know, the most protective space. Get to actually interact with your fans. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's a lot of fans I've gotten over like the last two years, but I have not had a chance to really see a lot of them face to face. You know, I've did a couple shows in Charlotte, which, you know, was very like, you know, they got the right traction, but being able to, you know, do other shows in different places being very slim right now. And I, I can't wait to perform this new stuff. So I'm just excited to go back out there. So let's just hope Omarion goes away, man. For real. Yeah.
0: I'm hoping, like, can we get the world to open back up again?
1: I mean, nah, it, like, we got a little glimpse of it and it was taken away from us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, are you
0: still attending AT?
1: Um, I'm not anymore. Sadly, like I'm, I'm still like I'm gonna go back, but this music is calling me right now. You know what I'm saying? Taking a I, break. I, yeah, I, exactly. I'm giving my full fledged time to this, and you know, getting where I want to be. But I don't regret going to A and T. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, college is not for everybody. But I also do preach like if you have something you're passionate about, and that's the route you have to take. That is in a, you know, what I'm saying that's a great investment, but it's also you have to know what you're getting out of it if you're gonna invest that money into it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, oh, college is a scam, but you know what you're paying when you sign up to go to college. You know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna go there, you better experience. And you know, obviously the schoolwork is a part of it, but it's also a development as a person, I can say. So yeah, man, it was it was a dope time. It got cut off because of covid but
0: virtual learning uh, <laughs> i was there I,
1: I, was, I was grateful for the little bit of time that i got to see what college was about and you know it kind of helped me with my music you know what i'm saying getting to meet different people especially going to a an hbcu and seeing people who look just like me so that was a i, I really like you know i don't take that experience for granted
0: you're putting it on hold. You're gonna eventually go back and roll in some more classes. Eventually, once you feel as though you have everything, because you gotta focus on hip hop right now. You got an opportunity of a lifetime that not everyone has, and you have to put all your energy into that. You can't worry about school. School can come later. And and you know what? once you finally make all this money that you're gonna make, and you don't gotta worry about loans either. You're not gonna to have to worry right. about that
1: nonsense. Right. But, right. School is, School is always going to be there, man. That's, that's how I look at it. And right now I got to, you know, follow my calling and, you know, follow my passion. But I will say like, I'm I'm very grateful for the, the little time I have to, I've got to go back in school and you know what I'm saying? If I never go back, it was, as long as I did, you know, everything i you know, set out to do, I feel like I'll be great. But I don't, I don't, Discredit school, and I also, you know, what I'm saying what works for other people work for other people. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, you got to go to school," but I'm also yeah, not no. gonna say, like, "Don't go to school." You feel me? So, yeah, no,
0: it, it, everyone's life story is different. Not everyone has to go. You don't have to go because everyone else does. Because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that are unemployed out of college. Unemployment right, right. rates are through the roof, especially with COVID going on right now.
1: Right, and truth be told, man, that just that that was what was, you know, in my mind, like at the time when I was in school, like, I just was like, yo, like, I had this right in front of me. And especially when COVID, like COVID just killed my whole, like, experience of school. So I was like, yo, like, I'm about to go follow this. You know what I'm saying? This can, this can be on the back burner for now. You know what I'm saying? Especially like my mom, being from where we're from, they're big on going to school and, you know, they wanted, my mom wanted better for us, you know what I'm saying, because she's like, "I didn't have it, I want y'all to have it," and you know, and this is the way. But I was like, "Hey, this is my way," and you know, that's the that's the path I went with.
0: We're getting into the the top topic of the night here with you signing the deal at Rock Nation. Walk me through how this all just went through this whole deal when you got the call, when you met with Jay Z, everything. How how the whole process went through? Walk me through um, this, man.
1: Man, it was it it was surreal, honestly. Like just the whole process of you know getting to be able to part of, to be a part of the team. Um, I remember going out to L.A. earlier this year with you know with Rap again, just you know tagging along, and but I was also going out there to like you know do what I could do. I was, I was out there with her, and then Goo, young Guru, my OG, Ian, he and me was like, yo, I pulled up to his crib. He was like, yo, you can stay here. So I just stayed, me, me, him and rap, we just stayed out there for a month. We was cooking, you know, working on music. And I got a chance to go to the rock office and I played them some of the the music I was working on. And they was like, they was like, oh yeah. They was like, This is this is dope. And you know, they said that to me. And after that, this nigga drive, (laughs) walking. Hey man. This is, this is Draft. One What's going out. on,
0: Draft? Welcome to the show, man. 14 oh, yeah. Hip with
1: DJ Mad Max. Nah, you good, man? You got to tell, tell them who you is, bro. I'm going to name King Draft, Uh recording artist on Jamal Records. Are we live right now? Yeah, long yeah, story live. Oh, <laughs> out, long, long story, story short, I'm now Swanking King Draft, man. I'm on there. Who do you love up, bro? But, yeah, so, like, um, going back to the story, like, the whole rock situation, Omar, the president, I played him some of the stuff. He was like, yo, this is dope. And then I was just working with Goo and Rap. And then, you know, I went back home. And I remember I had put out State of Mind. And then like a week after that, Knife had called me. And he was like, yo, so Omar saw the State of Mind video. They want to sign you to The Rock. Then Goo called me. Then Rap called me. And I was just like, nah, this is real right now. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, like, I was back in the city, you know, going just trying to make, you know, like I said, it's been COVID and I was in the city just just make, working on music, making ends meet any way I could, hustling, jobbing and moving through the city, you know what I'm saying? And it, they they called me on a regular day where I was just moving around and I was like, yo, like, this is crazy, you know what I'm saying? And it just... It just gave me the hunger, like I was it just gave me the hunger that I was like looking for. Not saying I wasn't hungry, but it just installed me like, all right, you know, it's time now. And you know, it's my cause it's it's something I've dreamed about since I was like young. You know what I'm saying? I, I've always paved out to want to be one of the most pivotal artists in the game and be one of the greatest to ever do it. So, you know what I'm saying? This is just a stepping stone. Jay Z, did he call you once you signed the deal? Man, I actually got to, it was a connection between goo, you know what I'm saying? Goo and Hove hollered at each other with the whole situation. I haven't got to talk to Hove yet, but I know that's coming. I ain't tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but Gu, goo, goo and Hove, they definitely, you know, had conversations about me. You know what I'm saying? Already. He knows he's I'm on his radar. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. And that's what I'm gonna tell him when I, you know, finally get to sit down with him. I'm gonna be like, yo, thank you. You know, thank you for, you know, reaching out and, you know, picking me, you know what I'm saying, and letting me be able to be a part of this history and just just learning to soak up game, you know, learning to soak up game and make my own mark.
0: Just think about it. When you were young, you watched Jay-Z at his sold out garden performance at Madison Square Garden, the Fade of Black documentary. And you said that I want to be a part of Rock Nation someday.
1: (laughs) facts. It was uh. I did a song with another uh, dope artist that's out right now. You know what I'm saying? He's buzzing. His name is Tyler Loyal. And me and him have known each other since I was, like, young. And so we, one of my first songs I did was called The Rock. And in the beginning, I had the Kanye skit where it was like, I'm the newest member of the Rockefeller team, and I'm going to bring around, run and damn um cream. But I made the beat. And on the song, The Hook, I was like, I want to be a member of the the, the rock. The, the, the Rock, man, they was so hot, something like that. But I was literally trying to, I, w- I didn't even know at the time I was manifesting that. And, you know, just seeing Jay, seeing Kanye, you know, just seeing what they, the, the stuff they did. I was like, yo, I want to be a part of that. And, you know, one day have my own. So, like, like I said, it was manifested. Now, looking back, like, man, I manifested this and I just want to hit the ground running, man. I just want to make as much impact as I can.
0: Manifesting. When did you start to believe in the, the power of manifestation?
1: Honestly, I I've always been a manifester but it was so consciously. I didn't even know. Like I was always a person who was speaking things into existence. I always, you know, tried to look at things from a visionary standpoint. But um I really dived into manifestation like two years ago. You know, what I'm saying once COVID like hit and we was quarantining, that's when I, you know. Tapped in spiritually, you know what I'm saying? Just reading about manifestation and the power of your word and, you know, all of that and just tapping into all of these things in my history, my roots. So, definitely two years ago when I was like, oh, okay, I've been manifesting this whole time.
0: I just started two months ago because I was going through some negative things in my life and people were like, you should try manifesting. So, I did the same thing. I got a journal, I started reading up on it, and all this positive things started to happen. I said, well, this thing, where, I needed this. Where was this, like, three years ago?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's it's beautiful, and it's like, I feel like the reason why I was all instilled in me is because, like, though my mom always had hardships, she was very, she was super spiritual. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that rubbed off on me, you know, just growing up. And I've always just carried that with me, and I just always saw better for myself, saw better for my family, saw better for everybody around me. So I always spoke that like, nah. If it's not here now, I'ma speak it until it's here, and it's it's never it hasn't failed me yet. So I'ma just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, keep my faith in God and just keep pushing.
0: What did you do as a a means of celebration for signing the new deal at Rock Nation? How'd you celebrate right around the holidays and everything? What a better
1: what a and better it was time! The holidays. It was my birthday. Just turned 21. That's right. Happy belated,
0: man. Happy belated birthday. Oh,
1: yeah, I was you know what I'm saying? You know, we had to take a couple of little B-Day shots. Um, you know, we celebrated like that, man. I, and hang with family, really took a couple of shots, shots that got lit, you know what i And then went back to the crib and hung with my family, you know. So it's COVID. So, you know, I, I, I can't really move around like I wanted to. But I'm just grateful for, like, those times, those moments with my dogs, you know what I'm saying? Us taking the shots, getting lit, just, you know, celebrating the hard work. All the hard work getting up to this moment and then taking it in with the fan, you know, it was a blessing for sure, especially these holidays. Yeah.
0: Especially all work and no play this year for you. That's for yes sure. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir, man. We're gonna be working, man. It's that's that's how I'm looking at it. The work don't stop. But also having fun with it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm gonna try to like always remember, you know, going forward is to have fun with this. You know what I'm saying? This is not it just work for me. This is actually like something I'm passionate about. So like. Just being fun and being loose and, you know, like just being me with it, you know what I'm saying? Not being so serious. Cause then once you be so serious, you start overthinking it. You just, you got to have fun with this thing, man. So that's, that's what I'm looking at. All, it's all work for sure, but it's definitely fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't play though.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what you, I know what you mean. You mentioned before, now that you signed the deal, it's all about releasing new music. Do you have some artists in mind that you're looking to collaborate with? Because when I look at your EP, you kind of tend to pull a J. Cole with no features.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I definitely want to collaborate with other people, but you know, as long as it's right, you know what I'm saying, especially for my projects, you know, I, I don't ever want to force nobody on nothing. You know what I'm saying? I like to keep everything organic. And, you know, that's just how some of these songs ended up, you know, coming on my project. And if it was just me in the studio, then the project is going to have me. But you definitely going to see a lot of more features. You know, I got stuff, obviously, with rap on the way. I got stuff with um, Swizz on the way. You know what I'm saying? I got stuff with my boy Damani on the way. But I want to work with, you know, a lot of people I want to work with just different, different genres of folks. You know what I'm saying? So... I got a lot of stuff to talk too with other people there, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say a lot of names, but definitely a lot of collaborations coming soon. Mm-hmm.
0: How about some R&B legends? You mentioned Sade before that you grew up listening to her music. Is mm-hmm. there any territories of R&B that you wanna get into as far as collaborations with either present or throwback R&B
1: artists? Oh, absolutely. I got a lot of, you know, I'm a fan mm-hmm. of obviously the legends like the Janets and, you know, the Alicia Keys and, you know, obviously all the legends, the Bs, everybody, but also I'm also a fan of the Scissors, the Ari Lennox, you know what I'm saying? The Summer Walkers, you know, the Kiana LaDays, you know what I'm saying? Like the Janae Icos, you know, just tapping Snow Allegra's. So I know all of that's coming in. Being able to tap into that side too, not even just on the rap side, but if I can write, you know what I'm saying? I definitely want to tap into that as well.
0: Got to get on some Teddy Riley. You got to get uh, get on something of his. That would be God, no, that's
1: a Legend. That would that would be a blessing for sure. That would be a blessing. He actually did. Um, he, I was listening to the city is mine the other day by Hope. um Teddy Riley actually produced that joint. And, Volume one. Yep, yep, yep. I've been bumping that lately.
0: The city is yours now. Your city.
1: Seven <laughs> at the home. Man, gotta put on for them. Gotta put on for the home. Yeah.
0: Uh, A main message I did read about is that you won't be letting your family down. You won't be letting any of your fans down and Charlotte down.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I just want to, like you said, carry the torch and, you know, build something that hasn't been seen in Charlotte. You know, I really want to take the city on my back and, you know, put it somewhere that's never been put before. And that's what I plan to do. That's my that's how I'm looking at it.
0: When do you look to drop your debut album? I know 2022 is a long year. We're in January already. If you're going to drop your debut, when can your fans expect it?
1: Um, I don't want to give them no date just yet. I yeah, don't no. I promise to nothing and they holding me hostage. But um, I will say my debut album is going to be something special. And it's we. it's been in the works. It's been in the works for years, like even before the deal, like. It's something that I've been. In, it's another thing that we talk about manifestation. I've been manifesting this debut album for a long time. So, when when it's time, y'all gonna see it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something special. That's my goal. So, it's, it, it's coming real soon, though. That's all I can say. It's coming real soon.
0: I want to see you on KD three too as a feature.
1: <laughs> you said KD three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> N- Nas is KD three. I want to well, see man. it. Hey man, if Nas if Nas wanna Let's go, let's go. I'm not. I want to spar with the legends. Let's go. I'm with it. You were
0: one of the only artists that I see that can really go toe to toe with them. That really could to prove with them. As far as what I've seen from up and coming artists, you're in that bracket for me.
1: Wow, man, I appreciate that. That means a lot. That means a lot for real. Like that's heavy. You know what I'm saying? I look up to them dudes. So just to be able to spar with them with you know what I'm saying? Not even just to spar, but to make a record. Would with... mind blown, for real.
0: All they have to listen to is state of mind.
1: Nas, <laughs> <laughs> I know you listening somewhere, man. What's up? Holla at me. For real.
0: It's gonna happen. Anything else you want to mention to your fans and on the show here, man?
1: Um, I just want to say, man, new music is on the way really soon. Man, it's it's time. This year is about to be special. Um, I'm just excited. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to feed the people. I'm ready to feed the streets. I'm ready to just, you know, take this somewhere it hasn't been taken before. And 704, man, you know, Queen City, you know, repping. You know what I'm saying? Jamla Records, Rock Nation, Adonis is in the building. Um, Third World, that's my stuff. So, you know, coming soon, you're going to see a lot of me. That's all, that's all I want to say. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting me from Mars Park, from Boy Meets World. And even if you just hopped on now, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's still early, so y'all about to be in for a long ride.
0: That's for sure. They have to get used to you and what you're doing in hip-hop right now. Here's a great question to close out the interview. When we look back on all these debut albums, Illmatic, Capital Punishment, and just the classics of hip-hop, Doggy Style, What's one that's your model and your debut album after that you want people to look back at for years to come?
1: I'll give you a few. Illmatic, Good Kid, Mad City, College Dropout, and Doggy Style. It's yeah, a great
0: sure. combo right there.
1: Those ready to Die, too. Ready to Die. I can't forget Ready to Die. Ready to Die for sure. But those is... When I look at debut albums, those is what I'm, you know, aiming for.
0: And they've all stood the test of time. And that's what your album is going to do. We're going to manifest it. You've been working on it for years. The key is not to rush when you make your albums because you want to put out a, the greatest part of your artwork. You know, this is part of your discography. So you want to be remembered for years for this album. And we're still talking about those debut albums. So I see what you're doing and, and your approach to it. And that's what's going to happen 100%
1: absolutely man and then after that man just ever elevate every single album man it's gonna be it, that that's the goal to you know just attack it like that you know what i'm saying and just make sure you know i elevate and grow within every album so yes sir man i appreciate you man you did your research too man that's super dope man like i inspect some of these questions that you ask
0: thanks man i appreciate it i put a lot of work into it want to make sure my guest Gets what they can get the most out of the interview because this is this is your your platform as well as mine because this is, you're telling your story on it. That's how I approach my interviews.
1: Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. You you doing you doing your just do, man. Like you're really important in our culture for real, man. I appreciate that. Thanks,
0: man. I really appreciate that from you and Ruben. You're always welcome on the show. Once you drop some new material, would love to have you back on too to talk about Absolutely. everything that you have coming forward because I, I'm someone that cares about hip hop. And I appreciate what you're doing. And what, that's why I reached out to you because I, I put artists first who put hip hop first. And I'm not talking about numbers. I'm not talking about the party records. I'm talking about actually taking it seriously with their pen, making stories and who are actual lyricists.
1: Real. And that's real, man. It's about the culture, man. We just trying to push the culture forward. So I appreciate that you, you know, look at me in that light. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, that's all I've ever wanted is to inspire and just push the culture to take it to a whole another level. So I appreciate that for real.
0: No doubt. Ruben, I want you to enjoy the rest of your night. Take care. And I'm looking forward to everything that you have coming forward here in 2022, especially with this new deal at Rock Nation. The sky is the limit.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Domus is in the building. You know what I'm saying? It's time, man. It's time. Let's get it.
0: Before actually, we really close. I let them know where they can follow you on, on Instagram and Twitter. Don't
1: oh, forget yeah. You that. can follow me on the gram at Ruben Vincent. That's R-E-U b-e-n-v-i-n-c-e-n-t Twitter is r-e-u-b-e-n-v-i-n-c-e-n-t with an underscore you know I'ma be on there my TikTok is the same thing I'm not really on TikTok but you can get footage from me on there you know what I'm saying uh, but yeah that's where you are gonna find me at and yeah new music on the way man it's, it's time let's get it Yeah, new music on the way yep yeah. Rock Nation, let's go. Yeah,
0: Ruben Vincent, thanks again for coming on the show. Like I said, you're always welcome. I look forward to having you on again once you drop some new material. Boy Meets World is in the rotation. Myers Park's in the rotation on my station as well. Go support yeah. Ruben Vincent. And that's it, man.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate you, yo. Of course, sure. man.
0: Enjoy the rest of your night. I look forward to everything you got coming forward in 2022.
1: All right, you too, man. Be safe out here in these streets, yo. You too, man. Peace. All right, peace and love.